Hello. <laughs> this is Beth Ann Erickson from FilbertPublishing.com. I am with one of my favorite people within the world. I, seriously, I um, met her, was it last year I met you? At a, a conference. Uh, you are looking at a best-selling author. Uh, she's a business coach. What I really, uh, the reason I want her to talk on here is because she's got 12 years of publishing experience and she's got an incredible new book coming out on why you ought to write a book. Um, it's going to provide, and I'm just taking some quick notes here, everything they need to write and self-publish a book. Now, you years ago, Andre, um, self-publishing had a minor stigma to it, but I, I actually have noticed that um, that's really turning around. I, in fact, it's not a stigma anymore is it's it's almost like a badge of honor I, you know I would what are your thoughts oh all all my thought you want all my thoughts I can give <laughs> go for it well actually as of yesterday publish self-publishing still does have a stigma because I went little fisticuffs with somebody yesterday for a short period of time like not physically because you know but verbal. verbal fisticuffs about how how self-publishing is coming. <laughs> We're coming. And so, yes, I think it is a badge of honor. I think it is uh, the way that publishing will eventually be the best of self-publishing. So if we take the best of self-publishing, really talented people writing really good books, and we combine it with the best of traditional publishing, which is a quality product, beautiful book covers, excellent copywriting, design and layout. There's this wonderful skill. Oh, editing? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Was I supposed to be editing? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, nap. No. <laughs> so I think at some point it will just be called publishing. I agree. And right now we're still in that in-between phase. But I think it's, you know, right now, and I stand by this, it, it, I would be hard-pressed to take a traditional deal. The terms would have to be very favorable. Very much so. Um, so... Okay. Why do you write? How come? I mean, it's, it's not the easiest job in the world. I mean, I know you have an awful lot of fun. I can tell from your smile. I mean, it's just, you, you, it, it, I love the verbal fisticuffs too. And the, it, it's, to, to me, it's more like verbal tennis sometimes, but um, it, there's a lot of competition out there. How do you handle all that? I mean, it's, why do you do this? I love doing it. I wrote my first book because I was told that as in my previous career as a coach, business coach and a speaker that everyone was a business coach and a speaker and the differentiator is, was, and will be a book. And that's why I wrote my first book. But it was, it's funny. I did another interview earlier this week and the guy said, I finished my first book. And he said, and now I'm thinking about writing another book. And I said, you've got the fever. <laughs> it is. It is a, uh, I once knew a songwriter who called it um, a curse. Oh, no. See, it's not a curse because a curse has a bad feeling to it. The, the, it this, writing is a blessing. If you can write, you have a talent. That's true. There are good writers and there are great writers and then there are people who should not be writing. And you know, I don't know. Right? I wouldn't be the judge of that. Just no. in, in, for, in my experience, it is in some ways a bit of a curse because I can't stop. It, it's, it's like a Stephen King novel where, you, you know, you, you start, oh, it's fun, it's fun. And it, it, maybe it's like, you know, verbal crack. <laughs> yeah. And then out of nowhere, the, they just punch you in the nose and you're in it, right? You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have another idea, but I'm not done with this one yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, speaking of, okay, 
first book of yours I ever read, Vision to Reality. That, 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 that was pretty, you know, I'll admit, I'm going to admit right now, when we met, I was a teeny weeny bit negative. I don't remember. Teeny weeny. So uh, just coming off a cancer diagnosis, a big slap of what I thought, you know, reality, hitting me right in the face. And I, was, I looked at you with a little bit of suspicion. Oh. You were a little too positive for my, <laughs> for my uh, I don't know what. Um, but, then you, you, but then you did the whipped cream thing, and I decided to get, to get maybe she's genuine after all. She gave me whipped cream. It was so sweet because I kind of like it. Um, after that was prosperity for writers. And I went into that thinking, Oh no, she's going to go off. I didn't expect it. I did. Honestly, I don't know when you uh, listened to the review, I was at first like, I don't know about this thing. I really, I hardly endorsed it heartily. I I even mentioned to all my writing, et cetera, subscribers, because it's not woo. And it's, you know, I realize this is going to be rated PG, but I'm going to say your whole ass and chair bit was so funny. But it's so true. Uh, then you came out with the Prosperity for Writers workbook, which I, you know, that, that, that was something that was sorely needed. And I'm glad you provided it because it gives the concrete, you know, I'm, this, I'm trying not to do a big old ad here. And oh. then um, you gave me one of your divorce series. And even though I'm, you know, not divorced, I found it really cool. You know, I have to say, I've, I've read four of your works and I'd have to give them all really a lot of stars. All of the stars, it sounds yeah, like. And so, I mean, and I also mentioned it to, you've got a real broad range of topics. How do you manage um, readerships? I have a lot of lists in my AWeber. You use AWeber? I use AWeber. I like AWeber. AWeber is, is the perfect fit for me and what I'm doing. That's um, what I use too. Yeah. I heard people say how to switch to a new company and I'm like, I just got this one figured out. You know, I like it. Christina, my lovely assistant, which is what we call her. She'll call herself that in an email. She'll email someone and say, I'm on a raise lovely assistant. And I say, she's my lovely. She lovely. We have figured out the AWeber system. And so that's how I communicate with my list. So I have my main list, which is the honoré from the coaching stuff. Mm -hmm. I emailed them and I said, Hey guys, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this thing with writers. So you can come on over to the writers list if you want to. Otherwise you're not going to hear from me very much. Oh. I write to writers and then I have my divorce and single mom books. So those are kind of intermingled. And I, I, gosh, at this point I can write what I want to write when I want to write it. And so when the mood strikes me and it pours out of me, that's what I write. And it's not the best business planning. And as a business coach, I wouldn't advise that unless you're in a place in your mm -hmm. life and career and, and money situation where you can write what you want to write when you want to write. So that's where that kind of comes in. And then I help Hal Elrod with the Miracle Morning book series. So that's oh, a, I read that one too. Miracle Morning for writers. I forgot. I've read five of yours. Yeah. So I, I didn't write that one. I just produced it. I heard it. I heard of the cats. You herded the cats. The cats, yes. You got to get a special prize for that. I do. I get a check in the mail. <laughs> there you go. There prize you go. paper. <laughs> uh, we've been uh, going back and forth on the writing, etc. emails. Um, I heard tell of someone who had written 45,000 words in one day. And so I, I was like, Wow, I am like a snail in comparison because I go anywhere between three and five thousand words. What what is your output? Just out of, on average, um, minimum a thousand words in an hour. 
So I can, I can have uh, word gusts of up to 6,000 words an hour if I'm dictating, if I'm using Dragon Dictate. Um, I just discovered this dictating stuff. No, it's good business. It is, comma, <laughs> I think, period. It is, comma, however, <laughs> semicolon, however, comma. <laughs> I know. <laughs> New paragraph. <laughs> Do I know what I've been doing lately? I walk a uh, half an hour in the morning and half hour at night, minimum. I have a little voice recorder. Yeah. I walk around looking like a mad woman speaking into my voice recorder. Go home, plug it in. I got this idea from somebody down in Austin, Texas. Oh. I believe it was you about importing. Oh, um, you can import it. You can import the audio and then it goes like you just typed it. It's brilliant. I think, yeah. There are there a few typos, but I, I, I work around them. I'm so happy to not have typed all that, but I can get 1,500 words to 2,000 in that half an hour. Yes, you can. It's, like, it's just like gravy plus, and I'm like doing something when I'm walking. Yes. While wrestling my dogs. Uh, what do you think is your biggest challenge in what you do with the writing? And... Um, oh, my biggest challenge. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want them in alphabetical order? Like my biggest challenges in alphabetical order? Uh, finding time to do it all. All of the things that I want to do. Because like what you said is I got to the very end of You Must Write a Book. I actually turned it into the editor today. And at the very end, I had a bink. And I thought, is that another book or is that another chapter? <sighs> so, the muse is funny that way, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. She's, she's funny. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of ideas. And whenever I think about any of the one ideas, that's the one I want to do next. And then I focus. <laughs> it was Stephen King when he talks about how the, the more you write, the more the muse shats upon your head. That's right. Yeah. 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 The more, the more I write, the more I get. And mm -hmm. I like that because I feel like when I'm, when I'll be done, when I'm ready to be done, not, I'm going to have to sit and struggle with ideas. I'm, I feel happy about that. Cool. What's your greatest joy? Uh, helping other people through my words. When people, I get the most wonderful notes and emails and messages from people. I got a seven page letter from some woman who was going through a divorce and she read if divorce is a game. And she said, I turned from literally plotting to kill my husband in, on paper to blessing him and being thankful for all the lessons that I got from our marriage. And she said, and then I wrote, I read the divorce Phoenix and which is the, which is the book mm -hmm. after the divorce book, right? The divorce Phoenix is rising from the ashes of a broken marriage. That's the subtitle. So it's the plan for what's next, because if you're married for five minutes or 50 years, and then there's a what's next, you weren't planning on a what's next. You no. were planning on spending your whole life with that person. And you have to come up with the, an acceptance of what happened that it's done. And then a plan for what's next. And so she came up, I came up with this plan and then I reinvented myself and she went and told me all the things that she was doing. That was the most incredible letter. And I keep a little love file. So she's in my love file. That is very awesome. My greatest joy is that I can sit on my couch and, and watch the Today Show and drink my tea and talk That's about true. words and eventually they're going to find their way into the hands of the person who needs them at the moment they need them. That is the coolest thing ever to me. 
One of the biggest questions that I get from subscribers is um, pricing. They're very, they're very eager to get their work out there, but they're kind of slow to want to charge for it. What would you say to someone like that? Oh, come on, everybody. <laughs> It's, you know what, here's the thing, and, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a prosperity thinker. I'm an abundance thinker. I'm going to pay for things that I give value to. And I, I will tell you a funny story that's okay. related to pricing sort of, and it's that I watched the Amazon original series Bosch, the okay. detective, right? I like a good thriller mystery kind of a thing, right? Little kick and butt situation. And I love it. It's, we had season one and then they released season two. So we dirty watch season two. So dirty watching is where you don't shower. You just watch it for the whole weekend. <laughs> what I've done that. Do today? Just one more episode. Just one more. Maybe we should order pizza. One more episode. So we watched the whole thing and then it was done. And I was a little depressed. <laughs> like, I don't know how long it takes them, but they're not going to just pop out another series by next weekend. And I thought, well, I'm going to show them. I'm going to go read all the books. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so now I'm reading the Bosch series and people complain, oh my gosh, $6.99 for an ebook, $9.99 for an ebook. I get like 10 hours of joy out of reading. Like, come on. That's it's a good way. So much to put it, you put so much into a book. If you were to try, if I was to try to pay Michael Connolly, the author, to sit down and tell me the story, I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm done me the pleasure of putting the story in words and I can read it at my convenience when I have 15 minutes here, two hours there to read. And it's only going to cost me $6.99. Are you uh, really? Is that 10 hours? That's like 69 cents a minute. An hour. An hour. Ooh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little math challenged. 70 cents an hour for, for pleasure. Like it's fun. And, and then a nonfiction book. You're getting the knowledge that someone has in their noggin. The non, well, both fiction and nonfiction can actually change your life. Amen. Transformative. And how much is that so, worth? So you, should, so you should charge for it. I'm just shooting all over your audience. I apologize. <laughs> shooting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have every right to charge for it, and people have every right to pay for it and should pay for it. And that's, that's what I say. Good Bam. for you. So, I am going to, you've got this new book out. You must write a book. Why it's, are you encouraging people to write books? It is the last thing, the very last thing that says you mean business and you are the person that should be hired. Now, I am writing this book. My avatar for the book is the professional who wants to differentiate themselves from the other professionals who say they do exactly what they do. Okay. I'm the best financial advisor. No, I'm the best financial advisor. No, I'm the best financial advisor. I wrote the book. Well, here's my business card and it's 150 pages. Bam. I have done that. I've actually done that. You know, when, when I was big into copywriting, people would ask me for my business card and I'd just hand them my book and they'd be like, mm. yes, exactly. See, that's the thing. You and I know lots of authors. So we're kind of like, yeah, that in four bucks will get me a Starbucks, right? Being an author to the rest of the world. Being an author is a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. When people ask me what I do and I say, oh, I write books, they're like, really? What kind of books do you write? What's the title? And I have people who pull out notebooks and write it down. What's mm -hmm. the name of your book? What's, what's your name? What's your website? I'm going to go check it out. 
they can't believe they've met a real life author in person. Like you're a unicorn or something. True. True. It's always good to have my hair brushed when I meet people like that too. It's pretty cool. Your hair brush? <laughs> Sometimes I forget to brush my hair after my walk. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I'm classy. I like it. I like oh, yeah. Um, there is a, a rumor oh. that one of your sections is Let's Get Ninja in your book. Do you want to spill this a little bit about it? Where did the rumor come from? <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> a minute. I, Dude, just, do you dare? I mean, can you just spill a little bit? Yeah. So going ninja is what I did as a no name, no reputation. Nobody knew who I was person. And I have this whole thing about I, ha I was trained in the Himalayas by, you know, super secret ninjas about how to market your book when you don't either have a lot of time, a lot of money, a large following. And so getting ninja are my little secret trips and uh, tips and tricks for getting your hands into readers. Do you want me to share one? Sure. Sure. Okay. okay. So um, I wrote the book, The Successful Single Mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Starbucks has lending libraries, some of them, and they have little newspaper baskets. Okay. You go into any Starbucks, you're going to see a, one of three things. You're going to see somebody leave a newspaper on a table, right? They've read the newspaper and they're done with it. They don't want to throw it away. So they just leave it for the next person who wants it, or they put it in the little newspaper basket. So there's the newspaper stand where you can buy the new newspapers. And then usually right next to it is a little basket where you can take said finished newspaper and put it in the newspaper basket. Well, I said to myself, self, I said, why do only newspapers go in the newspaper basket? Why couldn't a book go in there? Mm -hmm. So I just put my books in there. Because the number one way people discover a book is by someone telling them that they read this great book. Mm -hmm. So I want to call it seeding the market, right? So I, I put the books in the, in the newspaper basket. Yesterday, I just shamelessly left one on the chair. I went and worked at Starbucks for about an hour and I keep them in my back seat. And when I go in, I carry a book in with me and I put it on the seat next to me. And then when I leave, I just don't take the book. That's very cool. And then people look around and I was like, oh, there's this book here. It looks kind of good. I'll take it. I bet you that could work many places because we've been spending a fair amount of time at the clinic. My dad has lung cancer. I've found random books laying around at the clinic. I mean, lots of reading going on there. Well, and so you, if you don't want to leave books, because books can be a little more expensive, you can have postcards made or bookmarks made with your little book on it. That is ninja. Just leave those things around. Just wherever you go, just kind of leave them. <laughs> that's real. I think that's awesome. I think that's a good deal. Um, I have we any? are. Where did your assistant go? Must have left. She's she's checking out the bowl that I left on the couch. <laughs> she's like, "What's in here?" <laughs> oh, aren't they fun? Mom's busy. Mom, she can't get me. Little, <laughs> we have an eight-pound little tortie. She caught her first mouse. Did she bring it inside? It was inside. We have, we're surrounded by cornfields. Oh, got it. Yeah. I mean, by, as in I have a cornfield a block away and a cornfield a block away. Oh, got it. Three blocks that way, another one. But uh, yeah, she, she's been strutting around now. She's a big game hunter. They're lovely. 
Yeah. Well, when you go to the clinic for your dad, just take a whole bunch of books with you and wander around to the different waiting room areas. And leave. Um, we are getting ready to wrap up. Do you have anything? Um, the, the writing, et cetera, crowd tend to be freelancers. Got lots of them. And um, what, what would you say, any parting words to a freelance writer who may be a little discouraged or looking for new ideas? What, what do you have to say? I'm a 30-year overnight success <laughs> to keep going. Right, get better at your writing, write every day. And the best thing I ever did was start networking. The one of the best things I ever did was go to the Colonist Summit where I met you, which became the Smarter Artist Summit. It it helps to find people who are like-minded who will help to encourage you. Now, the thing is is you have to make sure that there's a balance. You either want to have an optimistic positive person who's always happy and will give you whipped cream who will tell you that, <laughs> that you're almost there all the time. Mm -hmm right? And to encourage you to keep going, or you have to someone who kind of vacillates, but they vacillate opposite of your cycle. So both of you can't be suicidal at the same time <laughs> and both of you happy. So you can't call someone and go, I don't think I'm ever going to make it. And they're going to go, yeah, you know what? You're not. Neither. Just slit your wrist. <laughs> We're both going to have to go get jobs. It's terrible, right? So terrible. You have to make sure that you develop your support system, mm -hmm. which is also known as That's huge. And, you know, it's fun. When I was writing You Must Write a Book, I interviewed 15 people that I used to admire from afar. And now I admire close up where we text and call and email and Facebook each other. And I developed those relationships over time. So when it came time to say, hey, James Altucher, I'm writing this book. Can I interview you for it? He went, absolutely. How about right now? How about I call you right now? And we had a phone conversation. Wow. I got to talk to amazing people that I used to just think, wow, they're amazing. And now I know them. And that happened because mm -hmm. I decided they were going to be friends with me. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is you, I, I added value. I didn't just call them up and ask them to do me a favor no. or to try to take from them. I actually tried to, to be a giver and to develop a relationship with them. So when I needed something, they were more than happy to oblige. So develop your networking, keep writing and develop your networking and just keep the faith. Time is going to pass. And eventually you're going to have all this stuff that's happening for you. You'll have clients that are happier. You'll have books that are published. You'll have readers that love you. You'll have super fans. It's, a, it's actually quite amazing. You're correct. I've been at this since 1995 and you would not believe how many people I've watched fall by the wayside because they just give up eventually. And success comes to those. I always say, Success comes to those who are stupid, <laughs> too stupid to give up. It's all I know how to do. Yeah, well, you, it, the time is going to pass and you can put what well, you may. Gosh, I published my first book in 2004 and I thought that I was an early adopter. You make me feel young. <laughs> Thanks. You are young. You're beautiful. Yes, happen every day. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's seriously. It it, like it, that, right? Hasn't 21 years passed like that for you? I oh, mean, it, feels I, like, it feels like yesterday. It feels like yesterday. Is it 21 years? Yeah. I'm right. kind of embarrassed. I had to change my story to make myself younger. You can, you can come to 2004 with me. I, I will. Yeah. I've been freelancing since 2004. <laughs> and then in about four or five more years, we'll be like, we start, because when people say, oh, I started early uh -huh. in 2012, 2011, I'm like, no, you oh, ain't. <laughs> you little, so That's cute. So cute. <laughs> Yes, I'm the grab of the bunch. But no, it's a it's a, the best job in the world, isn't it? 
It is the best job in the world. Best job, and you meet the best people in the world, and I am so pleased. Thank you for being my first interviewee for this new project. I can't believe it's done already. What just happened? I know, and thank you for sharing so freely because, you know, there's a lot of good information in here I think that uh, my subscribers will really like. Yay. Well, I'm always happy to talk to you, so we can you do need to have, uh, Website, where, how do they find you? Honorandyourbooks.com. H-O-N-O-R-E-E-C-O-D-E-R.com. I'll also put it in the description, but yeah. Thank you very much. Yep.